When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Off the Bench with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews, the show that covers all things NRL. Welcome to Off the Bench for another weekend and still no Jason Matthews. I told you. Look, and I, told I still you last haven't changed week, the opener. You've got to change it. He's never coming back. <laughs> Mate, there was a glimmer of hope, but he's let us down once again. Yeah, I know. So you just need to change it. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's your priority today. Okay. To for change next week? the sats and the rook. Yeah, or rook it. and the sats. <laughs> no. Either way. Mate, I'm happy to play second fiddle to you, <laughs> considering you played a lot more NRL games than my zero. You know what? Yeah. It's not about NRL at the moment. It's still about... Uh, state of origin, what a game we witnessed on Wednesday night. And whether you're a New South Wales or a Queensland fan, I, I think if you sit back and just acknowledge and appreciate the battle that was before us, the confrontation that was before us, um, you have to go back a long way to, to try and find a game that had as much in one space of it was busy. time. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, we had knockouts. We had fights. We had great tries. We had amazing This allowed tries. <laughs> we had New South Wales come back and Queensland come back again. And, yeah, and then, it just had everything. It had everything before the ball was even kicked off with Munster being and Taolungi being ruled out. And then, again, we have another runaway try for another Queensland win, mm. which as a blue supporter, it hurts. But not expected or unexpected from the Queensland team. Now – we talk about best ever games. Yep. Surely that is top three games ever played. Yeah, I'm glad you've said that it's top three because everyone's saying it's the greatest origin game of all time. I, again, I don't like to single out who's the best player of all time, who's what's the best game of all time, but I think it sits at the same, same table of conversation around some of our greatest ever origin matches. I mean, number 80, no, 1980 he was, was an emotional attachment to state of origin for Queensland, but when you look at both sides – uh, I look at 2006, the way that that game finished with Queensland winning that, to then go on an eight in, eight in a row. Uh, you look at the 89 series. You look at the 2019 series where Queensland leading game three decider in New South Wales, James Tedesco scores on full time to win that for New South Wales. That was an amazing finish, an amazing game. And on Wednesday night, as I said, it, it had everything. It had everything. Yeah, to think in the modern game we're going to get an, an actual fight where punches are thrown, and there was so much tension on the field. There was a lot of tension in the grandstand. Being there live and seeing that at any stage you could spill over into the grandstand as well. Um, there was so much emotion that was bleeding around Suncorp Stadium. Yeah, even blood splattering on Ashley Klein's back on his referee. Well, it would never be the referee's blood. We know no, that. We know, we know it's yeah. not his blood. But absolutely amazing game. And the villain per se, Dane Gagai, we spoke to him earlier in the week, so we've got a great interview coming up as well. Yeah, he came under a lot of pressure leading this game, and I've got to say, as, he soon, stood as, up. He, as soon as he, he was moved to his, I think, his best position, which is wing, he showed why origin is so important to him. Absolutely. Let's get into this. Time on Off the Bench to look back on the news of the week. News of the week, uh, it's going to all revolve around origin three and the crowd... That was at Suncorp. You were there. I was listening down the line to you, and I had to shout down the microphone to you because I couldn't hear you guys. I was telling our tech 
at Suncorp Stadium to turn the crowd down in our call because it was actually too loud. It was so loud. Uh, it's been a long time since I've heard that crowd, which is always you know so passionate and it's got the, like this this tribal like chant, this tribal like Queensland chant that always somehow emerges at the exact right time during an Origin match. Uh, a lot of New South Wales fans, I've got to got to say. What What do you reckon the split was? Uh, Seventy thirty. Oh, so that's a fair bit. Considering... Oh yeah, there was. Well, you got to think during COVID, and we spoke about this during the call. During COVID, a lot of New South Wales men and women and families, they moved to Queensland because of the lifestyle and the, I suppose the way that the the, fr- the freedom even the COVID was being handled in the state. So, um, yeah, they've they've stayed in the state and. Um, and we're there on Wednesday night uh, in Caxton Street from 12 to 3 doing a show and just seeing the amount of blue jerseys around was was quite uncommon, in, especially in Caxton Street, which can get, yeah, it can get quite brutal in, in Caxton Street on Origin Night. Yeah, um, be somewhere it, else if you're a blue It supporter. breaks up friends, it breaks up marriages for, <laughs> for 24 hours. But, you know, it was, it was a great sight to see. But, uh, yeah, the crowd was amazing. And then to see the game start. Again, yeah. one of the most brutal openings to an origin ever. And it, I think it, it I, took I, ages to get the game going because there was just so many stoppages. I, I think it was, to be quite honest, I think it was the most brutal start in the history of origin to have three KOs in two minutes, two to Queensland. Selwyn Cobb at one stage, yeah, there, there was serious concerns about his health. And then there was the Jerome Luai standing at the top of him, screaming into his face because he was knocked out. And a lot of people are filthy about that. But you know what? Yeah, Joy Arrow did it to James Tedesco a few years before, and he didn't know James Tedesco was knocked out. But adrenaline's pumping. And- of course it is. And look, people, like as a Blues supporter, Joy, what Joy Arrow did to Tedesco, like that's long forgotten. Like, well, it's, it's just, it's it's just part of the game. It's footy. You know, your adrenaline's pumping and – um, and then, yeah, three KOs. And the questions were always going to be asked then, which HIA losses was going to hurt more, New South Wales or Queensland? Now, I thought it hurt Queensland more for quite obvious reasons. You lose two players as opposed to one. Cam Murray's a very important player for New South Wales, but you can fill that back row position. To lose a winger means you've actually got to move a centre to the wing and then move a back rower into the centres. And we well, saw that. I got, we, I got a word that Queensland probably sums up their entire night resilience. Yeah. They were so much better. They were. And, and I didn't realize this until watching the post match press conferences. And Billy said they only made three interchanges in the first half, and two of them were forced. That's so they crazy. Made one interchange. So they had to ask players like Pat Carrigan to go 80 minutes. Yeah. Tino comes on after two minutes and puts in the performance like he did as well. So there's a lot of players to ask who are asked to play a lot more minutes than what they normally play in the the highest intensity game that you're ever going to play as well. So um yeah, Tino was very angry on Wednesday night, wasn't he? Well, you know, I have got to say, um the gag on Burton Brawl, which was quite significant in the scheme of the of the game, both players sin bin, which they should have been. Many are saying Burton shouldn't have been because Gago is the one throwing punches, and naturally you're going to throw punches back when someone's throwing punches at of you. Course. But the argument was that when Dane Gago came in and shoulder charged Burton out of the way for pushing over Carl and Ponga, he was sticking up for his teammate. They're saying Burton should have just got up and just retreated back to the defensive line, but he chased the guy 
And Gogo said, here, have a little bit of this, is is. Yep. And and Burton naturally throws punches back. So, but involved in all that was Big Tino. Tino I, thought, grabbed, I thought he deserved ten in the bin as well. He grabbed head. He grabbed him in a headlock. Third man in usually is ten minutes. But I've got to say, New South Wales didn't square up with Tino for the rest of the game. He continued it with his aggressive tactics, and New South Wales didn't square up. No, they went into him, their shell. They allowed him to. To run rough, rough shed over the top of the New South Wales pack, and I thought from that moment on, New South Wales may have lost the game. Yep. Two big plays from Absolutely. Wednesday night. Yep. Two big plays. Ben Hunt forty twenty, <laughs> huge play, massive. Probably an even bigger play. Nathan Cleary spears one towards the sideline from a kick uh, dropout restart. Comes off Tom Gilbert's feet, goes over the t- uh, sideline. Val Holmes throws his body, flicks it back in. Queensland get the ball back. We score. Queensland. When you talk about origin moments, that was an origin moment. And when you're asking players to do that extra stuff on the field, that's what exactly what you want. Yeah. So New South Wales, to their credit, they you know to get back in the lead, twelve points to ten, um, through the Jacob Saifidi try, amazing, amazing. But um, I, I just got to say the, you know, the Queensland, the way they are able to dig deep and find those little tiny moments that were needed at any given time. Tom Dearden's defence come up with some really crucial tackles as well. Can I say, I was very surprised, and we're going to talk about the Wally Lewis medalist um, a little bit later on. Uh, no, we might as well bring it up now. Pat Carrigan, Wally Lewis medalist. Have we got any problems with that? Mate, uh, I thought his game one was absolutely outstanding. Game two, um, game two, a little bit quiet like everyone. Game three, amazing. Uh, but I think in the mix was Ben Hunt. I thought Val Holmes. Kalen Ponga, outstanding game one, best guy player in the game, game three on the field. I thought James Tedesco was the best player oh, across all three games. Absolutely. He must be pretty bummed not getting the award. Usually he doesn't go to a, a losing. I mean, Benny, Billy Slater won it in a losing series. Very rarely happens. And yeah. many would argue that it probably shouldn't happen. It shouldn't go to a the, But if you're still the, the best player on the field, that is what – but he was the best player on the field for all three games. Tedesco did, down. He, he did everything he could to try and win that game the other night. Um, but, you know what, hats off to Queensland. Amazing. And a young man who um, a young man who has had to live with the 2015 Golden Point kickoff drop in the grand final, Benny Hunt. Yep. He was always going to be remembered for – everyone is remembered in their careers for something, whether it's the longevity that you played with. It might be one moment in a game that – that your career is defined by. Um, it could be the way that you play Origin. Dane Gagai will always be remembered as a great Origin player. For Benny Hunt, it was always going to be, he's been a great player, a great servant, tremendous player. Oh, but he dropped the ball in the 2015 Grand Final that cost the Broncos the Grand Final. Unfortunately, it was always going to be, when you read his Wikipedia, that's was always going to play a huge part. I'm so I think proud. his Wikipedia's been updated. I'm so happy for Ben Hunt that he's now going to be regarded as a player that won an Origin series. Absolutely. And this is how happy you were with him. Cleary, little tip over the top. Intercepted by Hunt. Ben Hunt races away. Go, Benny! He won't have the pace or will he? Go, he's Benny! He's going. Yo, chasing Ben Hunt. Ben Hunt will score. There's the game for Queensland. Ben Hunt scores. That wins the series for Queensland. Two minutes of play remaining. Queensland score. 20 points to 12. Mate, you were jumping around like a pork chop because I saw the video footage later on. I'd actually, when I watched the video footage, 
that SCN put out, I actually didn't realise I was jumping so much. I just thought I was standing there watching it. But uh, an amazing moment. Got caught up in the moment as well. And as we said, Benny Hunt, to come up with a play like that. I've got to say, when he got replaced at about the 68th minute mark, I thought, oh, this is going to hurt us. I think we need Benny Hunt on the field. But his body language said, when he's behind the dead ball line getting it replaced, he was spent. He had nothing left. He was exhausted. And then to be forced to go back on the field because of injury and then to come up with a play like that in the 79th the, minute. The, the last thing you, as a footy player, the last thing you want to do is run 80 to 100 metres in the last minute of the game after was, you're fully spent. It was phenomenal. To be able to find something extra like that, I've got to say, Jose, yeah, I didn't expect anything less from him. Chased him the whole way. Brian Toto, if you go back and have a look at the try, Brian Toto, who was a winger, and is three times as quick as what Ben Hunt is, did not try at all to catch Ben Hunt. Didn't try at all. And I think when Brad Fittler looks back on that, I think it's a, I think it's a play or the lack of attempt that will sit firmly within his mind. Absolutely, mm. for selections next year, for sure. Um, now, we uh, – Queensland – Partied pretty hard. We heard words yesterday. I was always going to wonder whether they did or not because they, they, a lot of them got a backup for their sides as well. But yeah, they didn't leave Suncorp until two thirty in the morning. Yeah, they got kicked out of the, the dressing room. The groundsman yeah. or the caretaker mm. said time to go. But uh, Joy Arrow went fairly large, and uh, there was waiting media outside the W Hotel in Brisbane. Uh, waiting for the players to come out the next morning, but Joy Arrow came home, and this is what he had to say to Sunrise on Channel Seven. Yeah, it was unreal to um, win a decider at Suncorp. There's nothing, no better feeling, and just grateful I was a part of it. And um, clearly, I'm, I've enjoyed myself. Talk to me about the hat. Oh, I swapped some. I swapped some bloke um, for the for my shorts. So um, grateful that he could, you know, give me his give me his hat. So Chai Arrow walking around with no shorts on, but this weird-looking hat that he swapped while It was out. a weird hat, wasn't it? It looked well, like yeah. a camel hump. <laughs> it looked like something really weird. But, uh, yeah, guys, uh, drink responsibly. And uh, <laughs> But Chai but Arrow uh, obviously had a little bit of impact uh, mid-game and then sort of had to back it up late in the game with, as you mentioned, the lack of reserves on the bench because they're all yeah, he, packed away he, in HIA. He actually came up with a lot of really little efforts in the game that were really important, Jai Arrow. And although Billy held him off for as long as possible because he just needed him to, to get in, as heavily involved as possible the back end of the game being fresh. Uh, yeah, I, I love seeing that. I, I still love seeing a little bit of old school mentality, win an origin series. I know I've got a backup for my team. But it also comes down to your club coach. Your club coach depending on what sort of personality he is. And Jason Dimitri, who was a tremendous human, he would have said to Joey, you know what? Now, go and have a good time, mate. Go and have a good time. We've got a game on the weekend, but we'll just we'll assess how you are throughout the week. But go and have a good time. Absolutely. Panthers as well, they've been given five days leave from the club. They club said they don't want to see him for five days. So. Nathan Cleary is going to Bali. Oh, and they're foot and mouth over there. Yeah. The NRL, you're saying, you know what, mate? You're not going anywhere near the place. No. <laughs> It's that time for an Off The Bench Friday Night Preview. All right, double header tonight due to the Origin played on Wednesday night and a couple of good games coming up. The first one tonight uh, at 6.55 is going to be an absolute rip snorter. Cowboys, Sharks, this is going to be a good game. Yeah, I can't wait for this game, uh, to be quite honest, calling this game. And um, it's always going to be interesting to see how some of the players 
backed up. Tommy Dearden won't back up. He's, they're coming second at the moment, the Cows, and the Sharks coming fourth. Can we rewind a little bit when you predicted the Cowboys to, to get the wooden spoon? Wooden spoon? Yeah, yep, I okay. did. Yep. But I, <laughs> what, and it's caused a bit of a, a wedge in the relationship of myself and my good mate, Toddy Payton. <laughs> yes, it has. You're, uh, are you off the blacklist yet? I don't know. He's, he answers my text messages, um, but I, I think he's still filthy with me. So uh, if I reach out to him next week and go, can we have an interview? And I'll say, Badge and Sats, he'll go, yes, let's do it. And then if, or if you say, if he doesn't say anything, then we know you're still in the black yep. blacklist yet. But what he doesn't understand, I want to try and explain to him, is that it's the whole reverse psychology thing. Because I want <laughs> him to be so successful, because I know how good of a coach he is, that if I say they come wooden spoon, I just know naturally they're going to make the top eight. So, um, but the Cowboys and Sharks, second versus fourth, Tommy Dearden won't play after the the Origin on Wednesday night. Now, once upon a time, there was this mindset where, oh, you need them back to make them back up, and you need to teach them, you know, how to back up and and play a couple of days after Origin. It's it's good for their development. Those times have changed now. There's a lot about player safety and preservation of bodies. Well, he's he's 21 years of age as well. He he doesn't need to back up after Origin after being battered and bruised and. And just basically, you take the edge off players, I think, sometimes. You make them back up too often. So there's going to be plenty of times for Tommy Dearden in his career where he's going to have to back up for origin. Now's not the time. It looks as though that um, Chad Townsend, he'll play. He was in the origin 22. Yep, didn't do anything. Just in case. Um, And it looks like uh, Tommy Chester is going to make his debut, joins the the bench for the Cowboys. Tommy Gilbert, he'll – He'll start in the back row. He's going to back up. Uh, came off the bench, of course. But for Nico Hines and Sharks and Toby Rudolph, they didn't play because of COVID last week. Um, and they're going to back up. So they're going to be fine. Talakai will want to back up because... What do you think of his game at Origin? Well, I, as a Queensland... I thought he was poor as a New South Wales supporter. Well, I thought it was a poor selection. But there was just, he was. you mentioned on the call he was out of position in defence. Uh, a number of mistakes that he made during the game. Well, he was fatigued and... And I, and I know as a player, you put your hand up and you go, you know, if you want me to play in the front row, I'll play in the front row. But he's a centre. And Freddie picked him as a utility that if we need you, you're going to play in the back row. You don't play back row in the NRL, but we're going to ask you to play the back row in the origin, which is the highest intensity game, physicality game that you'll ever play. You're going to get exposed. Kalen Pong was licking his lips as soon as he saw Talakai come on. They worked him over and then... When they need to pull the trigger, they did. Kalen Ponga went between um, between him and Luai to score a try. So um, he's going to want to play. He's going to want to back up because of how Wednesday night played out for him. His, yeah, his whole body language was he was a beaten favourite, the poor thing, when he came off. So uh, there's going to be a difficult one. I have picked the Cowboys to win because I just I feel as though they're a little bit like Melbourne now. They've doesn't matter who comes in. They just fill this place admirably. Admirably. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I'm going to pick the Cowboys in a really tight game. Yeah, apologies. That's games at 6 o'clock tonight at Queensland Country Bank Stadium. Our next game, the Eels taking on the Warriors at Combank Stadium. Surely this is all one-way traffic, and Eels really need to get some form on the board. Yeah, they do. They're, they're not convincing at the moment, and uh, I still think the Eels are a huge threat in the finals um, against the Warriors. They shouldn't have a problem. Stacey Jones... He won't coach the team because of COVID. Uh, Dallin Martini is a Lesniak as well. Um, but the Warriors, yeah, they're, they're just trying to they're just trying to survive. 
after being away from home for so many so many um, years. So, but the Eels they need to win this game. But as we know, the Eels always never turn up when they're expected to win. Yeah, I know, and they've just their form's just been so hot and cold this year. It's been very hard to well, it's like get a win it's when not you this tip year. Them. It's most years, but <laughs> they played really well in the finals last year, really, really well. But I just need to get there. Yeah, they just yeah. No, I haven't got the answer. If I had the answer, I'd be the coach. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the uh, State of Origin breakdown and highlights coming up next with Off the Bench. We'll be back soon. This is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL. And he's brought down 12 metres out. Now they go Benny Hunt down a short side. Did and double pump. Double pump! Great Valentine! Ball. Valentine Holmes bursts through. They won't take this one off Queensland. Dearden with the double pump. Dearden with the try assist. And they get around the young bloke. He's clearing. Clearing. There's the kick. There's the kick. Luai slipped. Then he got it down. Gets up. Claims the try. Mobbed by his teammates. And the Blues bounce back straight away. 6-4 the scoreline. And they've got the kick to come. Here's Cleary. Eight from eight in origin. Two. One from one in origin. Three. We're all locked up. 6-6 the scoreline. He made 10, maybe 12 metres. He's only eight metres out. Plays it now. Coruscant looks left, goes right. Jacob Saifidi through the meat of them. His third run at origin level results in four points. Well done, Jacob, and the Blues celebrate. They couldn't hang on, Queensland. They're under enormous pressure, and the new boy gets the try. New South Wales, 10. Queensland, 6. There's a kick to come. Grant's there. We got a six again. Doesn't matter. There won't be enough time. Grant with a kick. Capewell gets through and scores. The team's confident, real confident with that. There was no penalty. There was no player in the bin. But even better for Queensland, they've got themselves a four-pointer right in the shadows of halftime. Ponger away. Got support. That was Grant. Grant was shaded by Yo. Yo did well to not put his hands on him. So early line break for Queensland. They go back the other way. DCE. Now he wants to kick. No one at home. Needs the bounce. Doesn't get the bounce. Gets the second kick on it and scores the try. Not a bad start there, but is he giving it? I don't think he's given it yet, but they famously score the try. And now we're going the other way and we've got ourselves a skirmish. Now, it's probably more than that. I think the handbags are put away, and this is genuine. A little bit of hate between these two sides. Well, hang on. We've gone to the Grant Atkins straight away. No try. What's yeah, he I... going to rule it, Jimmy? Is he going back to the indiscretion here, or what are you doing? So no try. So Dane Gagai gets called over by Ashley Klein. He'll be sent to the sin bin. Yep, 10 in the bin. So Daly Cherry Evans is pointing out now the New South Wales player has to go to the bin as well. Here's Matt Burton. Yep, now he's going to go as well. So the Queensland crowd much more appreciative of that send-off. DCE, little kick Looking into space. Again. This is To'o. To'o knocks it on. Papalihi. So they might have done it again. Nanai to Papalihi. And they've got up no try from Ashley Klein. He might have two taken from him tonight. Big Josh. Grant Atkins will say no try. Dearden. Dearden. Oh. Beat one. He nearly got away from the other. Tedesco had to make the tackle. Now, it's a slow play, the ball. They'll come back to the right-hand side. DCE goes to Ponga. Ponga, Ponga, Ponga! Scores! He's looked most likely all night for the men in Maroon, and then he did it all himself. Right footstep, right footstep, dived over the try line, and King Kalen rules tonight. 14-12, the scoreline. 
Queensland take the lead. There's Cleary. Cleary. It's a little kick. It's intercepted by Benny Hunt. He's away, go, Benny go, Hunt. Go, go, Can go, he go, go the lengths? There's 40 metres to go. go. Still going, Benny Hunt. The game is won. The hero is found. And Queensland have done it again. All hail Queensland. They've won another decider in Queensland. Ponga celebrates. Carrigan does as well, and rightly so. In the annals of state of origin, Queensland 2022 version have just etched their name in history again. They win it. They defeat New South Wales and the Blues come home empty-handed again. Empty-handed indeed, Sats. And I don't know how many times it's going to happen to the New South Wales Blues, but it's just, it's like rinse, repeat, and never, ever count Queensland out. Well, I just, you know, there's this argument around the difference between New South Wales and Queensland. And I, I, I sort of buy into it and think there's a difference in the belief of what playing for each state means. Because the argument is that Queensland, New South Wales have gone through periods when Queensland couldn't get close to them. You know, they went through periods when in the start of the 2003, 4, 5, they nearly won 2006. And they went through another period there where they won 2014. And then they've gone through that period with Freddie where they've won a couple as well, where they get it. I love what Freddie does with New South Wales. I thought he lost his way this year, Freddie, with some of his selections, I've, oh, got, I've what, got to say. Whiten needed to be picked game three. Well, that's in hindsight, but I think we were all talking about that before the game as well. But, you know, to his credit, Freddie tried to stay loyal. But there seems to be a difference when it comes to picking on loyalty for Queensland in the years gone by than, than what's happened this year for New South Wales. Now, Can you explain the Talakai selection if it's loyalty? Surely Whiten, after game one, deserved that Well, loyalty because game one, Whiten was outstanding, but New South Wales still lost. They went to Perth and basically whitewashed Queensland. Every player for the Blues was good that night. So Freddie's saying they did the job for me in Perth. They'll do the job for me again in Brisbane. Uh, White Whiten's a big game. He's played in big games. He's played in grand finals. Game breaker. Clive Churchill medalist. Played in Origins. Yeah, I mean, we're all talking about that before the game as well. But now it's done and dusted. It's this argument around the difference between the two jerseys. And for me, it's for me, it's always been around the connection that Queensland players have to second tier footy. Okay, their Queensland Cup. How they they respect the volunteers and those regional those regional clubs they've the grounding they got in rugby league. I feel as though New South Wales players always treat New South Wales Cup as a bit of a hurdle and a hindrance. So there's two different mindsets mm. about the connection to their state. Yeah. But Paul Kent, he had an interesting he had an interesting take on this on NRL 360 on Thursday night. We've got a bloke that gets knocked on the door by Billy Slater and says, mate, you're playing five, eight months out. He tears up and he says, I won't let Queensland down. Another six in the other jersey, can't wait to play for Samoa. So don't mm. tell me the passion's equal. Yeah, there we go. Kenty. You know what? I, I don't agree with everything PK says. But, but you've got to he, agree with that. I thought he nailed it. I mean, we're leading into an origin. We're talking about players who they're going to play for in the World Cup at the end of the year. Tino Fasul Malawi is a proud Samoan man. We don't hear one conversation about who he's going to play for in, at the World Cup at the end of the year. Because I don't need to make a decision. It's but, not even a conversation at the moment. But he's focused on winning an origin series, whereas the other guys are not. They're exactly. too far ahead. Exactly. So... And maybe it's a little bit of naivety from Brian Toto and Jerome Lua and those players dealing with the media. The media asks you a question about the World Cup. 
It's not even on my mind. It's not yeah. even my radar. Yeah. I've got a big game coming up. Exactly. Now, quick one before we get to the break. Even though Ben Hunt's try was the sealer, what was the most important try that Queensland scored on Wednesday night? Oh, the Carl and Ponga one. 12-10. To go to 16-12 and let the scoreboard add the pressure to New South Wales. Yeah, that, that was the most important try. Absolutely. And... We are going to get to one of the game breakers from Wednesday night. Dane Gagai caught up with the guys from Sports Day. We'll be back soon. This is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL. Welcome back to Off the Bench for your weekend. And during the week, we caught up with the man in the middle of Suncorp Stadium throwing some haymakers. It was Dane Gagai. He joined Badge and Sats on Sports Day. You've played in deciders before. And does the intensity in training, does it rise another level when, when it's a decider, Dane? Um, not necessarily. I think, um, obviously, the occasion brings that out of all the players and um, you, you guess you don't get a second crack crack at it. Um, we were fortunate enough to win game one and um, come game two, we were obviously um, beaten by a better side. But um, now it's an a even match. There's, um, yeah, there's last game left. So um, the intensity has been good. Um, but, yeah, the, the occasion itself just gets the best out of everyone. Now, obviously, huge news over the over Friday afternoon with with Cam and also Murray Tauolangi. What was Billy's first message to the team when he he notified the the team about uh, about the changes? Yeah, it was obviously um, unfortunate circumstances. Bloody Cameron Munster has been one of the most formed players over the last couple of years, and he's a um, important part of this team. But um, yeah, losing Tauolangi too um, was another big blow. But in that, um, we get. Corey Oates back in the team, who's been playing some of the some of the best footy that he's ever played, and um, he's been in the Serena before, so he's got that experience. And I think um, just with the boys that um, do play, it's just one of those things. It's a little hurdle in front, but we know the boys that take that field are going to do their jobs. So it's just up to me now to prepare the best I can and make sure that I'm ready. So when I take that field, I don't I don't let the boys down. Now Cam Munster. In isolation, not being able to leave his room. I mean, that's dangerous, isn't it? Leaving Cam Munster in that situation. Right, I think he'll be swinging from the ceilings. Um, we, we obviously um, at Sanctuary Cove have got to ride our bikes over to training, and and we actually had to go go past his room, and we thought there was a mad Queensland supporter just screaming out Queenslander, and and we're looking at Cam Munster on his balcony screaming at us, <laughs> go Queensland! So he's obviously. Keeps keeps the morale in the team, even though he's not allowed around us. Um, he's he's definitely um, going to be sorely missed. But um, yeah, he's he's still a big part of the squad, even though he's in isolation. But yeah, like you said, I don't know what he's going to do with himself hey, over the next couple of days. Hey, Dane, have they, did they up the ante as far as uh, your, your testing and your isolation and everything else goes? Once you found out a couple of blokes were uh, tested positive, I believe there's a, a bunch of players that actually played golf with with uh, Munster late last week, just before he. He came. He came positive to or tested positive to COVID. Yeah, so it was obviously um, a bit of a shock and surprise to all of us. So I was actually one of the boys that was out playing golf that day. So um, we started testing. Um, we were testing morning and night, and um, and then obviously after the situation, it's gone to lunchtime as well. So we're testing three times a day um, regularly, and um, 
yeah, so uh, and then with the, I guess, being around fans and signing and all that sort of stuff, we kind of had to just keep our distance from the fans around the field at training and then um, just trying to avoid going to cafes and things like that and just ordering takeaways. And um, so it, it did kind of um, go back to being in a bubble situation. But in saying that, um, it's it's a sacrifice you're definitely willing to make considering the game's only a couple of nights away. Yeah, yeah, worth it, no doubt at all. I'm just, just thinking about, you know, since you started Origin in 2015, you've had... I think you've had four or five, probably five coaches now. Uh, you started under Mal, uh, then Kevy Walters, Wayne Bennett, um, Paul Green yep. last year as well, and and now Billy. What what can you tell yep. us about Billy's coaching? Does he is he much different than those guys, or is, is he very similar to any one of those great coaches? Mate, it's it's funny. I always said when I come into camp in 2015, and I was, I was sitting up the back of the room, and I remember Josh Papali, a couple of years, he was on my left, and. Um, Mel was talking to the group about how New South Wales like to defend and then Cameron Smith, Cooper Conk, Jonathan Thurston, Billy Slater all spoke about what they were going to do, where they wanted the boys to get to and like I'd, I'd never heard nothing like it and I just remember sitting back on this team coaches itself, it doesn't need a coach and, and obviously Billy was a pivotal part of that And um, but then when Mel spoke he he made you believe that you could do anything and, and um, just gave you that confidence. And if he told you you could run through a brick, brick wall, you'd probably go do it thinking you could. So um, now that Billy's head coach, he, he definitely brings all those uh, qualities. He's um, he's left no stone unturned. Everything he's done um, to prepare us has been on point. Um, and it's just given us every chance um, to, I guess, be able to take that field with confidence and then having Cameron Smith and JT and Nate Miles and Greg Inglis in camp too, they also um, just bring that belief and confidence and what it means to be a Queenslander. So um, as in Billy being head coach, he, he's definitely, um, you, you wouldn't think it's his first year and mm. it probably isn't. He's been doing it his whole career. So Yeah, <laughs> yeah true. Interesting insight. Now, Back in 2020, lose game two, and what was really important is watching the the images from the dressing sheds and seeing Wayne Bennett, how relaxed he was. He was smiling, he was laughing, and it's really important the way you react as a coach after losses like that. What was Billy like in Perth after Origin 2, Dane? Mate, that's that's, that's what I mean. He was, um, it was very similar. He was obviously disappointed in, um, in how, how the game finished up, but he still took away the positives and still kept that belief within the group. Um, obviously, the score doesn't really show that first, I guess, 38 minutes of that game. We were a man down. We spent a lot of time on our try line and um, I think they only managed to get um, one try on us while we were down to 12, uh, 12 players. And um, just that there, I think, took a lot of fatigue out of us and then in the second half, the game got away from us. But, um, Billy's calmness and and um, I guess his confidence in this playing group, he obviously showed um, that the team didn't change and, and that's because he believes in us and, and um, yeah, that's what you want from your coach and it's up to us now to, to repay him. Now, Corey Oates, as we know, and you've known him for quite a while, he's, got, he's a little bit lippy. He's very confident in his in his humour. 
Did he come in with a little bit of swagger? <laughs> yeah, he's a uh, he's a very chirpy bloke. He's uh, loves loves to tell a story and yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. He just gets around with the boys and he's he's a bit of fun. He's he's got that good banter and that dry sense of humour. So uh, having big Gary around the around the um, teams teams been brilliant. Just uh, with that bit of morale and um, I guess having a bit of a laugh. So and, and like you said, he's an experienced player. He, he runs hard and like I said, he's been. Yeah, well, personally, I think he's been playing some of his best footy, so um, I'm excited to see him take that field in the Maroon jersey again. What about how relaxed he gets? He just lopes around, doesn't he? Mate, he's he's, he's got that swagger about him. Um, he just things just seem effortless for that bloke. He's he's a very talented, skillful young man, and um, he's only going to get better. And uh, even over these, uh, I guess, these three camps. Um, the time he's spent with Billy, um, with JT, like it's just been—you can see the development—and he's he's like a sponge. Like you tell him something, and then the next session he's doing it straight away. So, um, mate, he's going to be—he's going to be a superstar of this game. But um, yeah, our focus is definitely on this Wednesday, and um, yeah, we just got to bring that out on the night. Your your twenty second state of origin game, Dane, which is uh, outstanding, and I imagine there's probably a third or maybe a little bit more of the, of those have been at SunCorp Stadium, Lang Park. Is, you're looking forward to that roar when you run out. It's just it's something it's something special. It's um it's amazing, isn't it? And you probably can't describe it to any new players, but yeah, you're looking forward to to that bit of a rush you get when you run out in the maroon jersey. Yeah, definitely that feeling when you you run out and you you feel the flames and the heat. On your body, and I actually just got goosebumps in when you're talking about it, and me just picturing it. It's just, um, yeah, there's no words that can describe it. It's just one of the most special feelings that you'll you'll ever feel as a footy player. And um, the the Queensland supporters, um, it, yeah, it's just phenomenal. I think Cam Smith explained it best when you run out and you hear that roar. You you feel it. You literally feel it go through your body and it just makes your hairs and your arms stand up and, um, yeah, you just don't want to let your state down and, and don't want to let your teammates down. So I'm looking forward to that feeling again. But in saying that, we've still got a bit of time before then, so i just got to make sure I stay calm and I'm doing everything right to get myself there. This is Off The Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. One of our favourites, Chrissy Nelson, is in the house for the Tab Queensland Winter Greyhound Racing Carnival is here. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. How are you, Nelson? I'm going very well, thanks, Sats. How are you guys? Really good. Well, Massive weekend. Um, Saturday, we raced at Eagle Farm, the Gold Coast, and Toowoomba. Plus, we've also got a Tab meeting at Gympie on the sand. Have you been to the Gympie right? sand track? No, no. I didn't even know there was no, sand at Gympie. Is it called, it's not called uh, Rainbow Bay is or Rainbow Beach. That's near Gympie. Sand. No, no, that's 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 further up. That's okay. further along. But uh, yeah, Gympie's uh, not exactly near the beach, but they've got a sand track there, and uh, it's only about twelve hundred metres around. But that's a tab meeting on uh, on Saturday, and I can give you a clue there. You want to be on the leaders. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just picking which ones are going to lead. That's the problem. <laughs> exactly. That's the hard part because yeah. they all want to. <laughs> Chrissy Nelson, thanks very much uh, again. We'll talk to you in the next couple of days. The Tab Queensland Winter Greyhound Racing Carnival at Albion Park is the place to chase. Gamble responsibly. Call one 858 858 The winners, the losers, the how and the why. Let's get stuck into our off-the-bench footy tips. 
Now things have quietened down after State of Origin Game 3. Round 18 of the NRL is upon us. Double header gone already. And we've got two games tonight on 5.30 at Four Pines Park. Manly versus the Knights. Manly. I think they're a little bit of a, a sleeping giant. Manly, to be quite honest. Um, no Tommy Trebojevic, but they're playing a really good brand of footy. Uh, the Knights, I, I want I want them to play finals again. I, yeah, yeah, it's been my, a while. So My yeah. family's from the Hunter region, so yeah. I always want them to succeed. I think Manly at four pines, but pretty difficult to beat. Yeah, yeah yep. too strong. Titans-Broncos, the battle of the M1 in Queensland. A lot of Broncos fans apparently heading down the M1 from Brisbane to the to Seabus Super Stadium. Oh, it'd be great to have a match. full house down here. Saturday night as well. Yep. Um, I'm going to take the Broncos. Especially uh, after Carrigan last send, week. <laughs> Paddy Carrigan sending a text message to Adam Reynolds at 3 a.m. on Thursday morning saying, let's go Saturday. Giddy up, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> so uh, I think the Broncos will beat the Titans. They're, they're not in a good place at the moment, the Titans. Yeah, and we've got the treble on Sunday, 2 o'clock, the Tigers-Panthers at Combank Stadium. Uh, Panthers have are basically given all their players five days off, their, pan- their origin players, um, but I still think they'll have too much for the Titans. Too much. Uh, Tigers, I should too say. Too much firepower, yeah. absolutely. Storm Raiders at 4.05, Amy Park. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm thinking about taking the Raiders because the Storm look really flat, and with players backing up after origin, they'll still be flat. I'm taking the Storm because it's at Amy Park. Yep. But it would not surprise me if this Raiders side wins. Yeah, absolutely. And 6.15 Sunday evening, the Bulldogs and Rabbitohs at a course stadium. Yeah, Latrell back. When Latrell's back, Cody's different. Lachlan Ilias is different. Um, Rabbitohs will beat the Bulldogs. Before we go, on Off the Bench, what's got us excited across the weekend of sports? All right, we've got a fair bit on this weekend. What are you looking forward to in particular? I'm really looking forward to the... British Open, the Championship Open. It's uh, exciting. The course is looking amazing oh, at the moment. You, know, it's, you, you look at those courses in England and Scotland and and they're not as picturesque in a sense of what we see with the, the American courses, the Lynx courses, the ones on the PGA, but they're different. They're a different course. The, the historical um, architecture around the, around the courses are beautiful and – and everything's open. It's all affected by the, the wind and the gale. And, um, and yeah, Cameron Smith positioned really good after day one as well. Yep. So, Scotty uh, Scheffler's in touch. Rory McIlroy's still around. Tiger Woods will miss the cut. Or may have missed the cut already. So, uh, But I'm going I'm to look forward to watching the, the, uh, the championship, the yep. Open, through Sunday and Monday. Absolutely. For me, it's got to be the third test, Wallabies versus England at the SCG. Oh, and the rule change, okay, overnight around the – the deliberate knock-on 10-minute sin bin. No, not really. I no. wish they would. God, be. I wish. Yeah. That's at the SCG. It's yeah. a long time since a test match has been played at the SCG. 22 years, apparently. Yeah. So it's been a very long time. I think the Wallabies probably have got a little bit more spark with the players they bring in. Suli Vunivalu on the bench as well. That's going to be a big in, and hopefully he gets a cap. Will he get on the, the field? I think he might. I think Dave Rennie will, will cut him some slack and yep. give him maybe 10, 15 at the end of the game. Mm. Okay. And, uh, fast track. SCG's a fast track. Too. RTS as well, getting a bench spot for the All Blacks oh, well this done. weekend against Ireland in Great the third stuff. test over there. So it's exciting. Well, Ireland times. beat them in the second test, didn't they? They did. Yeah. So it's all on the line. So exciting times for the ex-NRL players. All right, Sats, I will uh, see you next week. It might be me. It might be... Back to Jace again. We'll have to wait It'll and be see. You. It'll yeah. be you. Prepare yourself. Me. All right. Have, have a great, great weekend, weekend, buddy. See ya.